everyone. Boy, do we have a podcast treat for you today, live and direct from Vermont in the US of A. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you, if you've never heard of her before, or reintroduce to you, if you're already aware of her genius, the amazing Mel Robbins. Mel is one of the most in-demand public speakers in the world of self-development today, perhaps the most in-demand female public speaker in that genre in the world today. Her book, The Five Second Rule, took the world by storm a few years ago. She has a brand new book out called The High Five Habit, two tools that are so simple to deploy in your life from this very moment. Please sit back or or carry on jogging or do whatever you're doing whilst you have your earbuds in listening to this one and enjoy the well of infinite wisdom that is Mel Robbins. But just before you do that, every morning, Tash, my wife and I go scoop da loop with one heap scoopful of this all-round nutritional insurance, which is made up of no less than 75 vitamins, minerals and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood, scientifically researched and blended together to support and improve energy, recovery, immunity and digestion. Deep seaweed green like nature itself. This eye candy concoction takes just a few seconds, like no more than five or six, okay, ten tops, to prepare and taste absolutely gorgeous. And so here's how you can get yours. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash how to wow and join health experts, athletes and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash how to wow. Okay, and don't forget slash how to wow because this will entitle you to the special deal Athletic Greens have given how to wow listeners. A free year's supply of vitamin D and five travel free packs today to take with you on the go once again. Athletic Greens.com slash don't forget how to wow. All right, so now it's time for 45 minutes of the amazing Mel Robbins talking about her brand new book, The High Five Habit. It's out now. Her audiobook version is amazing. She goes off script, she breaks down, she bursts out laughing. Um, and also, if you like the cut of a jib from what you're going to hear now, check out her other books, uh, including The Five Second Reel, also available on audiobook. She's, she's amazing, is what she is. Mel Robbins. Morning, Mel. Good morning. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, thanks so much. I feel fantastic. I wish I was there with you. I know you've come over, especially for the show, and I'm not there. I can only apologize, but I hope you'll forgive me. I love you, Mel Robbins. Oh, well, the the feeling is mutual, and I forgive you. I will come back when you are feeling better, no problem. Okay, all right. So this book, um, she's written a few, and this is the latest absolute cracker, Mel Robbins, The High Five Habit. It's so simple. So straight off the bat, bat Mel, tell us, if you don't mind, how you looking in the mirror one morning while you started picking up all the things you don't like about yourself, the dark circles under your eyes, your pointy chin, the fact that your right boob is smaller than your left one, led to a high five epiphany. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, I know that this sounds really stupid, so I'm really happy that you've already endorsed it. But, you know, when you first, just just to suspend any disbelief, because I'm telling you, the secret to changing anything is in the palm of your hands. I was just having, Chris, a really low morning. I had been fired from my dream job as a daytime talk show host. The pandemic was in full swing. My kids were having panic attacks over university getting canceled. And like everybody on the planet... I just felt overwhelmed. I felt the weight of the world on my shoulders. I was staring at myself in the mirror. 
and as cheesy and as silly as it sounds, and an act of desperation, I raised my hand and I high-fived my reflection in the mirror. And, you know, the truth is, it's not like the heavens parted and the angels sang in that moment, Chris. But what I felt as I high-fived my mirror, my mirror on a very low morning is I felt something shift inside me. I felt a little bit of energy. I, I laughed because it seemed so stupid, but my mood lifted and I felt like I could face the day. And so from that very first morning, I just started high-fiving myself in the mirror and Every day, I felt a little bit better. I felt a little bit better. I felt like I, I, I could face something. I felt like uh, this momentum picking up. And what happened is after doing it for a month, I posted a photo online. And within an hour, more than 100 people around the world had posted a photo of themselves doing it. I thought, you know, this is crazy. Maybe I'm not the only person who needs to be doing this. And uh, that was the beginning of what has become a global phenomenon, which is to add to your morning routine right after you brush your teeth, a simple high five in the mirror. Okay, now that story is encapsulated in the first two pages of the book, but of course the book is a couple of hundred pages long because that's the springboard, the science behind it. You've delved into the science. Can you give us a glimpse into why it works? Uh, Chris, this is groundbreaking. I've spent a year researching this. The world's leading neuroscientists are falling out of their chairs. They can't believe how powerful it is. It's very simple. Your brain does not know the difference between me high-fiving Chris Evans and Chris high-fiving himself. The brain has been watching high fives, whether it's in sport or kids doing it with their teachers or you receiving them, whatever. And so the neural association is already locked in your mind, body, and spirit. When you high five the mirror, number one, your brain releases dopamine. Dopamine is a treasure of a chemical in your mind that boosts your mood. It helps with depression. It helps with focus. That's not the only thing that happens. The other thing that happens is as you raise your hand and high five the mirror, you move from the subconscious part of your brain where your critic lives to the conscious part of your brain where as you go to high five the mirror all of the programming Chris associated with a high five the positivity the the optimism the confidence it gets married with your reflection that's not all your nervous system recognizes celebratory gestures so as you go to high five yourself you get a little zap of vitality so there's three science-backed bang for the buck just with a simple gesture that takes <laughs> two seconds chris no it does and people are already uh, texting their photos of high-fiving themselves today people a lot of people have bought your book already and they're totally on board Lots of ladies, I have to say. Morning, ladies. Um, lots of fans out there, Mel. I know that. Now, um, what I, I, the book was a revelation to me because I knew about the high five habit anyway because I've seen, I've heard you talking to Rich Roll, our mutual friend, and I've seen you uh, on various uh, videos talking about it. I love the five-second rule, which is another thing uh, that I'd love to talk to you about one day. Um, the five-second rule has helped me out no end. It's so simple. But anyway, uh, back to the high five habit uh, because then the rest of the book is this, this again, this master class in overcoming fear and lo loathing, not in Las Vegas, but lost wherever you are um, <laughs> at any particular given moment. There's this epic story about you and your painting, which was the last thing I read last night. It's like, I mean, that's like, that could be a movie like tomorrow. It's such a stunning story. But uh, the, the story continues, you know, after the first couple of pages with you, one of the world's most respected and renowned and in-demand life coaches losing her mojo. What is it like when you 
as an experienced and brilliant and and a much sought after life coach loses your mojo how how do where, how's that for conflict well you know chris let's you know first of all I am not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I, I'm not licensed to give anybody advice. I'm just sharing my experience in life. And my brand of personal development and life improvement always requires Mel Robbins to either dig a hole for herself or fall into one. And so it's in those moments in life where I hit rock bottom, whether it's because my husband's restaurant business is failing and we find ourselves a million dollars in debt and about to lose the house and I'm struggling with an alcohol problem and I can't get out of bed. Or it is losing a dream job and feeling like at age 52, what the heck? Like, I'm an okay person. I'm nice to people. I've worked hard. Why are you doing this to me, God? And 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 finding myself needing to reinvent myself again, whether it struggles with anxiety, kids that are having issues. Life is a series of waves, everybody, of ups and downs. And the secret is learning how to ride them. And what what I have learned in my life is number one, you're never going to solve your problems by thinking about your problems. You only solve your problems by pushing yourself to take action. And that's where the five second rule comes in. You count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, and push yourself to move. And it's a little brain trick that will help you push through fear, push through procrastination, push yourself out of bed, push yourself away from the alcohol, push yourself to lower your voice with your kids. With the high five habit though, Chris, what was profound to me is every single one of you that is listening to Chris and I speak right now, you have a disgusting habit in the morning that nobody is talking about. And it is a habit that is ruining your experience of life. And what is the habit that I'm talking about? You have a habit of rejecting yourself. So every single morning, this is fascinating, Chris, I've spent a year researching this, every single morning, when you stand in front of your bathroom mirror, you do one of two things. 50% of men and women won't even look at themselves in the mirror. And they won't look at themselves because they're either disgusted by themselves or they're judgmental of where they are or they're not happy with where they are. And so they avoid even looking in the mirror. If you can't look at yourself in the mirror, that is a form of rejection, of criticism that runs all the way down to the core of you, and then you carry that into your entire day. This is why you're seeking validation from your boss, from your spouse, from your friends, because you begin your day by rejecting yourself. Now, the rest of us, if you can look in the mirror, we have an, uh, this subconscious habit of picking apart what we don't like. And so if you begin every day, this is common sense with this behavior pattern where you pick yourself apart. And when for the ladies out there, when we put on makeup, we're not doing it from an additive sense. We're fixing things. This is a core problem. And what the high five habit does, Chris, by raising your hand as weird as it feels, as resistant as you're going to feel to it, when you go to raise your hand to your tired reflection, your brain recognizes the gesture as a form of acceptance, belief, encouragement, and celebration. And so you're simultaneously breaking this super destructive habit of rejecting yourself, and you are replacing that habit with a new simple gesture that becomes a habit of self-encouragement, self-acceptance, self-worth, and eventually self-love. And when you can start your day 
feeling like you have your own back, when you can start your day with a small act that says, I see you, I accept you, I believe in you, it changes how you show up for the entire day, Chris. And over time, it changes you. Yeah, no, I get it completely. I love it. And the balloon of low self-esteem, you know, it's there. It, it might be a bit bigger than it's ever been, but it uh, does only take a tiny pinprick to pop it and to make it disappear. Your negative voice has one weakness. It hates being interrupted. And that's all it takes, isn't it, mate? It just can't, it can't stand it. But it's sort of, you know, it, it's um, it, it's chanting its arm every day. It's 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 running its look. It's going. All they've got to do is interrupt me. All they've got to do, they don't realise this. All they've got to do is high five me, or five second rule, or or put the ha- and as the five second rule puts the handbrake on, um, I suppose in a way the high five fires your fires the engine you want ticking over up in the mornings. Well, you know, so the five second rule, everybody, it's it's changed millions of people's lives. We know of 111 people who have stopped themselves from attempting suicide by counting backwards 54321. There are therapists around the world using it to help kids with anxiety, OCD. Veterans organizations use 54321 to reprogram triggers associated with PTSD. It's extraordinary. And I'm going to tell you something. It will make you really productive. It will help you interrupt self-destructive thoughts, self-destructive behavior. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't change the underlying problem for all of us, which is we are all so hard on ourselves. You know, you don't go to the gym and you beat yourself up all day. You screw up at work, you beat yourself up all day. You're not even aware of the hundred things that you're doing right every single day. You got out of bed, you deserve a high five. You're still breathing. You deserve a high five. You eat breakfast. You deserve a high five. You walk the dog. You deserve a high five. You got the kids to school. You deserve a high five. You focus on the one thing you didn't do, and you completely miss the thousand things that you did great today. And it's only through learning to encourage yourself, Chris, that you'll start to feel more empowered. You'll start to feel more positive. And when you feel more positive and empowered, you can face the hard stuff that's going on in your life. Yeah. Other pearls of wisdom in the book. Uh, tell us about, talk about if you don't mind. Um, some pretty bold statements in here, but you back them all up. Uh, I, I love, I love that you always set yourself a challenge with the title of each chapter, and then you've got a, you've you've got a, a rise to the challenge. A jealousy, the useful type. <laughs> when jealousy can be useful. Yeah. So you know, I love jealousy. And I'm going to say that again. I love jealousy. <laughs> Everyone, you're, well, Chris, who are you jealous? Give me, give us uh, an example of something or someone you're jealous of, Chris. I'm jealous of everyone I can see outside now um, running along the uh, Thames path because I'm not allowed out. Yes. Okay, well, great. So jealousy is not a bad thing, everybody. Jealousy is really important because jealousy is a directional signal. You see, jealousy is just your inspiration that is blocked by self-doubt or blocked by fear or, in Chris's case, blocked by the quarantining rules. And so... If you think about the things that you're jealous of, there's a message in there for you. Give yourself permission to lean toward what you're jealous of because you're only jealous of things that are meant for you. For example, I'm not jealous of anybody that has a $50 million penthouse in Dubai. I don't want to live there. That's not a message that's meant for me. But I'm jealous as hell of Chris Evans because I have been thinking about launching a podcast, getting back into radio, which is where I started 12 years ago. I've been thinking about this, Chris, for 10 years. And when 
I didn't understand jealousy. I'd meet somebody like you, Chris, and I'd hate you because you're doing what I really want to be doing. And now that I understand jealousy, I don't hate Chris Evans. I see Chris as a light on the path that I'm meant to walk down. You see, when you can give yourself permission to go, oh, I'm jealous of my friend that's doing this thing. If you feel full of self-doubt, you're going to compare yourself. You're going to say, oh, I'd be a copycat. Oh, I'm too late. When you understand that jealousy is trying to get you to turn your life towards the stuff that you're scared to do, all of a sudden, anybody you're jealous of becomes a point of inspiration that leads you toward what you want. Yeah, so the, the message there, and you talk about it in your book, is flip it. The obstacle is the way. That's what Ryan Holiday would mm-hmm. say, of course, and the old Stokes would say the same thing as well. You know, and when you decide to do something, the first thing that might pop up in your in your 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 vision or, or your mindset is the the hurdles between you and the goal you're thinking about. But those hurdles are the signposts. Yes, and so let's talk a little bit about manifesting, Chris. Okay. Yeah. Um, what what he's talking about is a lot of people have been taught that in order to properly manifest law of attraction, you got to create a big vision board. You got to you got to visualize. For example, let's say you want to run the London Marathon. Always been a dream of yours. So most people create a collage or a vision in their mind of crossing the finish line. That is the exact opposite thing based on science that you should do. What you need to do if you want to train your mind, body, and spirit to help you get what you want is do not visualize the finish line. Visualize all of the irritating, annoying, and horrible things that you're going to have to do in order to get to the the finish line. So, for example, visualize yourself training in the middle of winter. Visualize yourself running and all of a sudden your earbuds uh, lose their power and it starts to pour outside and you visualize yourself continuing to run. Visualize yourself getting up at four o'clock in the morning and tying up your, your trainers and, and, and leaving the front door. When you visualize the hard stuff, you are training your mind and your nervous system to be less resistant to it, Chris. That's how you visualize properly using science. Want to launch a business? Visualize yourself picking up the phone and doing cold calls. Visualize yourself telling your friends, no, I can't go to the pub this weekend because you're going to work on your business plan. Visualize yourself being told, nope, we're not going to invest in your business. And then visualize yourself getting back up and doing another presentation. That's the way that you use science to condition yourself to do the work. Because again, the original point, you can't think about changing your life and expect it to happen. You got to actually do the stuff that you're not doing right now. That's the only way that you change anything. You know, I have a question for you, Chris. When you first started high-fiving yourself in the mirror, what did you experience? I laughed out loud. I just burst out laughing, which I thought is a great way to start the day. That's the dopamine. You see, there are only three uh, reactions to doing it the first time. And here's how you're going to do it. You're going to, you're going to brush your teeth and I want you to do it right after you brush your teeth because we got it. We got to get that gunk out of your mouth, Chris. I don't want you to spread bad breath and COVID all over everybody. Right. That's for sure. And then what you're going to do is you're going to put your toothbrush down and then I want you to look at yourself in the mirror. And for most people, this is the hardest part. Yeah. And then you're going to go, I don't want you to say a word, just go and raise your hand to the mirror. And you're either going to laugh like Chris did because it does seem stupid and silly, but that's also the dopamine. When somebody else high fives you, you automatically smile. So that's also conditioned into your mind. A lot of people, Chris, cry. 
And the reason yeah. why a lot of people cry is because uh -huh. it's been decades since you've actually looked at yourself. Yeah, yeah. Acknowledge yourself, actually. Yeah, yeah. And then the third reaction that people have is a tremendous amount of resistance. And I'm going to share with you a personal story. So as I was doing the high five in my bathroom mirror, my husband, Chris, we've been married for 25 years. He's standing at the sink next to me. And he's been struggling with depression. And so I turned to him and I say, you know, I really want you to try this. I think it's going to help. And he looked at me and he's like, I'm not high-fiving. This is the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, I need you to do it. Like, will you freaking? <laughs> so, of course, I like badger him into doing it. He does it for five days. And then we kind of talk about what was going on. And do you know, Chris, I have stood next to this man for the past seven years. I had no idea what was going on. You see, seven years ago, he left the restaurant business because his restaurant failed. Yeah. We were 800 grand in debt. I had no idea that for seven years, my husband would look in that mirror and he saw a person who was a failure. He saw somebody who had let his family down. He saw somebody who was not a provider, not a good father, not a good husband. And the reason why he thought high-fiving himself would be stupid is because he believed, why on earth would I high-five a loser? Why would I high-five somebody who had failed? This was his opinion of himself. I had no idea that's what he believed when he looked in the mirror, because that's not what I saw. I saw somebody who worked really hard for seven years, and the restaurant business is very hard. And, you know, look, like you win some, you lose some, and then you pick yourself up and you push yourself forward. He could not move past the judgment. And so if you're somebody who does not like where you are, who's buried in shame, who feels like a failure, who has not amounted to what you thought you would be, the high five is not like a, yeah, I'm winning. A high five is how you walk down the path of forgiveness. A high five says, I see you. I know this is hard and I still believe in you and you still deserve to be happy. And this high five has helped my husband recognize that he needs to get into therapy, which he now is, that he deserves to feel better, which he now does, that he can change how he sees himself. And what happens in your brain, everybody, and this is why I love this, is the programming's already in your brain. You've high-fived other people your whole life. You have never high-fived somebody, Chris, and thought, I hate you. I hope you lose. You're the worst. You only high-five somebody in a manner of saying, we got this. We can still win. I believe in you. Keep going. And so when you do that to yourself on a very low morning, you don't even have to say anything. Your brain knows what it means, and your brain starts to marry that sense of encouragement and forgiveness and worth back with your own reflection. That's why this is so powerful. In fact, Dr. Caroline Leaf, who invented neuroplasticity in the 1980s, <laughs> I was speaking with her a couple of weeks ago, and she said, Mel, I got to be honest with you. I've been studying neuroscience for 30 years. This is the most brilliant tool I have ever come across because of the level of programming that you're unlocking in your mind. I think it's fantastic. And I did it again this morning. And it's about flicking the right switch. You know, it's about turning up the brightness on your own life. You know, the most important thing you say, I think, or we've said this morning, and it makes me tear up every time you say it. It's, it's about saying hello to yourself. You know, how are you doing? Seeing yourself, seeing the fact that you are there. Because we wake up every morning, we're so much more there for other people than we are for ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
And that's just so unhealthy. It's so self-destructive. Um, take, take us through the, I think it's called the Zegernick effect. So for visualization, oh. see also journaling. How important is it to write things down, Mel? Yeah, so your brain has so much cool stuff in it. And we covered this all like chapters four through chapters 12, where I really unpack why what you say to yourself is critical. And it's because your brain has a filter on it that changes in real time. And many of you have experienced the power of this filter. So, you know, when you go to look for a new car and you go test drive a car and then all of a sudden you're like, why am I seeing this car that I just test drove all over the highway? Well, it's because your brain has now realized, oh, 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 you really love that red Audi. And once you kind of tell your brain what's important to you, it changes in real time and shows you evidence and lets more uh, signs of it in. And so if you probably experienced this, whether it's shopping for a car or a new coat or whatever, the same is true about how you talk to yourself. So it's important to not only write down your goals, it's important to do the high five habit because it's signaling to your brain visually that it's important to you to cheer for yourself. It's important to you for, to forgive yourself. It's important for you to believe in yourself. But part of this filter, there's something called the Zygarnik effect, is the second that your brain believes something is important to you, whether it's a goal whether it is somebody, it's something that you want to achieve in life, whether it's a way that you want to feel about yourself, your brain opens up a checklist. And once it's on the checklist, whether it's a new car or it's getting healthy or it's falling in love or it's be, being sober, your brain will constantly try to remind you that this is important. And honestly, it's one of the reasons why you feel guilt. If you've made a commitment and it's truly important for you to be healthier and to be kinder to yourself from a health standpoint. When you like, you know, eat one of those amazing croissants that's all over London, uh, <laughs> you feel guilty because your brain has this checklist that's trying to remind you, hey, wait a minute, you said you were going to do this thing that's important. And so one of the big theses in this book is that your mind and your body and your brain, it's actually designed to help you. Chris, none of us were born hating ourselves. You never mm -hmm. see a three or a four-year-old look in a mirror and go, God, my thighs are fat. You know, I need to go on a diet. No, a, a four-year-old looks in a mirror and is like, oh, kissing the mirror, twirling in front of the mirror, raising their hands. Self-love, self-confidence, celebration of self. You were born doing that, even here in the UK. Life <laughs> is what made you start to hate yourself. You're Life so right. Is You're what so made right. You. Yes. If you, you know, if you show, if the kid sees a mirror, you know, not for the first time, but like you say, for you know, in their formative years, or they get hold of a phone, a camera phone, or whatever, they can't, they can't not perform. They can't, they can't help but look at themselves in the mirror. And we do everything we can to avoid it. You know, we end up hating mirrors, all reflective surfaces, uh, and why? Because. Because we are, I suppose, getting up every day and it's not too strong a phrase, hating ourselves for one reason or another. A lot of this is to do with the rear view mirror, though, isn't it, Mel? And you do talk about that lovely metaphor. You know, think about sitting in a car. The rear view mirror is much smaller than the, the windscreen. And it's important to bear in mind what's happened, but it's much, much more important to, to get that big reframing and that big, shiny, brand new lens on looking forward. Well, and, you know, it's, and it goes even bigger than that. And that is that think about your brain and your brain is designed to keep you safe. It's also designed to learn patterns. That's what your brain does. Your brain learns patterns. And so if you have a really critical voice in your head, 
I bet if you were to get very quiet, I bet you could tell us that it was either your mom or your dad's voice that's still running in your head because it's a pattern. And the cool thing about thinking about your brain as a pattern learning machine is any thinking pattern or any behavior pattern that you don't like, you can learn how to break. Five, four, three, two, one is how you break it. And then you need to replace that pattern with a new pattern. Because if you don't replace an old pattern, the old pattern will just repeat. And so many of us feel like we are driving the car of our life in reverse, that we're constantly looking in the rearview mirror and repeating past mistakes. And the reason why that's happening is because you're just trapped in an old pattern. You're not broken as a human being. Patterns of behavior can make you feel broken. But once you identify, you know, I'm sick and tired of worrying, you can start to interrupt it. Anytime you catch yourself worrying, five, four, three, two, one, and then just tell yourself, I'm not freaking thinking about that. I'm not thinking about that. It's not helping you. I mean, Chris, if worrying, if being hard on ourselves actually worked, we'd all be millionaires. We'd all have huge Ferrari collections. We'd all have our dream jobs. We'd all, you know, be gloriously happy. What really works based on research and science, everybody, is breaking the habit of worrying and breaking the habit of beating the heck out of yourself and replacing the habit of worrying. Here's one thing that you can take away in addition to 54321, in addition to all the science with simply adding a high five in the mirror to your morning routine, is instead of constantly going, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? Which paralyzes you. Replace it, 54321, with this thought pattern. What if it all works out? <laughs> Oh no! Don't say that. Yeah. What? What? What if? What if I? What if this new job is actually the best thing that ever happens? What if I'm actually happier single? What if I love being vegan? What if moving across the the country was the best thing that ever happened? Even though my mom's mad at me. What if this turns out to be the best decision of my life? Even though it's terrifying. What if your default, instead of constantly holding yourself back, were believing that you have within you? the right attitude and the ability to take the actions that will help you surf the waves of life? What if losing this person and the grief that you're feeling slowly disappears and you find this strength within you? What if it all works out in your life? And when you start to believe that, what's interesting about positive thinking is positive thinking does not remove your problems. And, and there are very real problems in life. There's trauma, there's abuse, there's poverty, there's discrimination. Positive thinking does not remove that stuff. What positive thinking and believing that maybe things could work out, believing that you've got within you the power through your actions and attitude to impact anything, positive thinking changes you and your ability to face the ups and downs in life. That's why it's important. Um, now, uh, the story about the painting, yes. which I just wasn't ready for. <laughs> I just wasn't ready for it. It's so different to the rest of the book. By the way, for people listening, uh, Mel's book, The High Five Habit, is out now. Mel Robbins, international best-selling author of The Five Second Rule. The book we're talking about this morning is called The High Five Habit. If you have a tenner or 20 quid or 30 quid, get both. Get the international best-selling five-second reel or the high-five habit. Um, both available on audiobook. I presume you voice this one as oh, you voice yeah, the last one. Oh, yeah, and you one. know, the high-five habit is the number one selling audiobook of all of October. 
um, so far, and it's self-published. I'm really oh. proud of that. So I read it. I go off script. I'm sobbing through half of it, snort laughing <laughs> oh. through part. You'll feel like I'm sitting right next to you in the car, which might be a bad thing. But um, no, it's it's absolutely entertaining, and uh, it'll raise up the hairs on your arm. I don't know if we have time. I'm happy to tell you the painting story. Do um, you know what? I sort of don't want you to because I want people, I want it to be this sort of um, uh, ribbon and bow around the present is the book, anyhow. And that's not me getting out of you talking about it. I just, it's such a beautifully written story. And I, by the way, I had no idea how it was going to end. Well, you know, here's what, here's what he's talking about. So the book opens with a very low moment that's very relatable in life, just feeling overwhelmed by your life, feeling like you can't face the day feeling like if one more thing happens I can't cope and I invent this high five habit and it helps me cope and it helps me face the day and then it starts to change how I see myself and then it starts to change the default settings in my mind and you know I no longer Chris after practicing this simple habit add a high five to your morning routine never leave your bathroom without high fiving yourself in the mirror uh, be your best teammate in life. Send yourself into the game of life, knowing that you have your own back. We then dip into the science of how your mind works and how your nervous system works and how you can rewire your own brain, your own nervous system to work for you. And then I pull it all together by telling you this most extraordinary story that spans a decade about seeing a painting when I was 21 years old and never, ever, ever forgetting about it and always believing that I would track it down and find it. And I explained to you the science of how you properly manifest anything, miracles even, to come true in your life. And by the end of the story, I'm sobbing. Chris is apparently sobbing, <laughs> taken aback. And I wrap up the science using this extraordinary story about the fact that there is something extraordinary that is meant for you. Yeah. And when you are so consumed with worry and anxiety and self-doubt, you are going to miss out on the miracles in your life. You cannot be present to the magic around you. When you are constantly looking at the past, when you are telling yourself you're a failure, when you're allowing anxiety to just run and course through your nervous system, and there are simple tools that you can use, whether it's high-fiving yourself in the mirror or counting backwards five, four, three, two, one to interrupt the worries that make you feel dark and sad and paralyzed, or it's putting your hands to your heart, something I call high-fiving your heart. This is super important for everybody to try. Um, you know, let's do it right now, Chris, together. If you take your hands and you put it in the center of your chest, okay, like, okay. and yeah. push in, okay? Mm -hmm. You're pushing on your vagus nerve right now. I want you to take a deep breath. And now I want you to repeat these words. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm loved. I'm loved. What do you feel, Chris? Instantly, I feel stillness. I feel a connection with everything around me as opposed to being a remote and literally isolated. And I am most grateful for the fact I feel peaceful. Yeah, that's a simple thing that you can do, everybody. And why it works is this. Inside of you, you have a treasure called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve runs from your seat through every major organ, through your vocal cords, up through the top of your head. 
The vagus nerve is an on-off switch. It is the secret to turning off what's called the sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight-or-flight, anxiety, on-edge, pandemic nervous system. And when you put your hands on your heart like that, you press against the vagus nerve. When you take a deep breath and you say, I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm loved, it's true in that moment, no matter where you are. And you flip on your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your grounded at rest nervous system. This is a simple tool you can use every single morning. Before I go into the bathroom, I give my heart a high five. There are some mornings, Chris, I have to say this 53 times. It takes that long for me to come out of an anxious state back into my body. And once you're back into your body, everybody, your brain can function better. You can be more present. You feel more in control. There's tremendous science about this. One of the reasons why it feels so good to sing a hymn in church, why it feels so good to take a deep breath to walk outside is you're stimulating the vagus nerve. And so you can for free everybody, just high five your heart every day, teach this to your kids because if they get nervous at school, they can do this to they can do this and soothe themselves. And we all need to know how to use these tools after we've just been through for the last two years and what we're still facing. Knowing how to come back into your body, knowing how to settle your mind, five, four, three, two, one, I'm not thinking about that. What if it all works out? What if I'm okay? <laughs> ah! I love the simplicity of it all. It's not simple, uh, but there is a simplicity to it, and it's it's you 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 convey it so well, Mel. We've got to wrap it up there. I can't wait to meet you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming from America to be in my studio when I'm not there. Thank you for your books, and thank you for all your hard work. Thank you, Chris. I just love you, and I can't wait to meet you in person someday. All right. How is that for you? That was me talking to Mel Robbins about her brand new book, The High Five Habit. So simple, but a fantastic, fantastic book. The High Five Habit is the springboard for the rest of the book. And the rest of the book is a masterpiece in what you might need to know to just have a better life, literally from the moment you cast your eyes over the first page. She's awesome. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you did, please rate and review and share this with a friend um, to keep the naysayers away from my podcasting door. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.